You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Multiple sclerosis is currently classified as an autoimmune disease of the central nervous system, the brain and spinal cord. MS is unpredictable and can cause symptoms such as extreme fatigue, lack of coordination, weakness, tingling, impaired sensation, vision problems, bladder problems, cognitive impairment, and mood changes. Canada, surprisingly, has one of the highest MS rates in the world. Conventional medicine is of the opinion that there is no cure for MS. And joining us to talk about his battle with MS and the use of cannabis oil is Dale Melanchuk, who lives in Ontario, Canada. Dale, good of you to join us and tell us your story. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. I was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis in 1997. I was uh, 24 years old at that time, and uh, at the time, the doctor basically sat me down and said, yes, you have multiple sclerosis. It's not uh, Lyme disease. It's not anything else. So at that time, I took him for his word and uh, believed everything he said. Uh, basically, I had uh, left for a little while from where I had grown up and uh, took a couple of years and did a little exploring up in Ottawa in the area and then uh, came back to, to marry my wife and uh, then uh, got on some of those MS drugs. Uh, the first drug that I was on was Rebif. The second one was Tysabri, and both of them uh, didn't really give me any positive results. So I decided to get off of those drugs and uh, then went down to the States and had the liberation procedure. Uh, the Dr. Zamboni from Italy had, that, uh, had benefits for his wife, so I had that got my eyesight back, but I still felt declined for my MS. So I did a little bit more research, and I came across uh, Corey's information and also Rick Simpson. And uh, looking into it a little bit further, I had always believed that I had Lyme disease. So uh, researching it, I found some information about Lyme disease and Rick Simpson oil and saw people benefiting from that, so I thought I'd give it a try. Fortunately, I was able to to make a few inquiries, and I found information to uh, lead me in the proper direction. So I uh, started taking the oil, and it's been great ever since, about three years now. Dale, let's back up a bit. What symptoms were you experiencing prior to going to the doctor? Sure. So 1997, I woke up one morning, I believe it was in uh, early spring, and uh, I couldn't move my toes on my left foot. So I had gotten a little curious as to what was going on there. So I uh, went to my local doctor, and he suggested I went and saw a neurologist, went and saw the neurologist, and he had done a few tests on me and, and came to the conclusion that I had multiple sclerosis. And when he, they said you, you had uh, MS, multiple sclerosis, what, uh, what was it like for you psych- psychologically when the doctors told you that? Oh, well, in 1997, as a 24-year-old young man, I didn't really know what MS was. 
was a little shocked by it and uh, came home and started looking into it a little further and and uh, I was a little worried. The doctor told me that I'd be in a wheelchair in about 10 years. A little taken aback. I, I, you know, I had my whole life ahead of me there and uh, I was a little concerned. But uh, to be honest, I, I, it's been it's been uh, an interesting experience, but I'm not uh, not as shaken up as I thought I would have been. So. so you went on drugs and you, did the drugs assist you in any way? No, I think uh, the MS drugs that are standard therapy, they've been, for myself personally, nothing but uh, uh, just, it seemed like it sped up the disease a little bit for me. So so I got them off, got off a rebif after, I believe, a year, maybe two, and then I was on Tysabri for about six months. But uh, I hear, started hearing information about Tysabri causing PML in, in people, which ended up leading to uh, some serious complications, so I decided to just get off of that drug. What What did you say, PML? Yeah, PML. I believe, uh, I don't remember what PML stands for, but I believe it's very similar to mad cow disease. So in, in cows and cattle, the mad cow disease, it's similar in the human being. Wow. From from my understanding. Now, I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me, but that uh, is what I understood. Well, what I'm seeing just by quickly Googling it, it's, it's a rare and unusual fatal viral disease characterized by progressive damage or inflammation of the white matter um, of the brain and uh, at multiple locations is what it says. Exactly. So from my understanding, there's some fatal- fatalities to that or people end up uh, just becoming vegetables, basically. So um, I'm not sure if that's a term that's proper, mm-hmm. but... Uh, no, we, under, we understand what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, Dale, you started uh, with with uh, the tingling or the the lack of sensation in your toes. Was yeah. was your MS deteriorating as you went along? Yeah, it progressed. Uh, I ended up, I'd say, in '98. I couldn't move my toes. They came back after about six months, but then six months after that, I was limping on my left leg. Uh, up until about, um, well, I was limping progressively up until 2007, and then in 2007 I had an accident at work where I fractured my shoulder and hit my head off a concrete floor, and then within a week to two, I wasn't able to walk at all. I had to use a walker. Wow. Dale, you need some good luck in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you. I've been blessed. I have uh, a wonderful wife, great family, so... You know, and, you know, great friends I've met through Facebook as such as Corey, you know, she's been a tremendous help to me, so. You mentioned earlier that you went down to the U.S. to have, was it the liberation procedure? Yes, that's correct. The liberation procedure, that's the one that Dr. Zamboni in Italy, uh, I guess he discovered that uh, the jugular veins and the azagous veins were um, uh, not allowing the blood flow correctly. So they had to go in and bloom those veins and open them up. And when they did that, I got my eyesight back and I had a lot of pain leave my legs. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to walk after it. So, When you say you got your eyesight back, uh, how bad was your eyesight at the time? At that time, I had double vision. So it was blurry and double vision. Uh, basically, I can remember laying on the table when they opened up the balloon and they had... Uh, like industrial tile type thing where there's little checkers 
throughout the tile. And as soon as they opened the balloons, all of a sudden my eyesight went right back to 2020. So there was definitely something there. Well, that's good. Yeah. What is your eyesight today? 2020. I had 2020 vision before diagnosis of MS. Uh, then I ended up getting double vision, blurry vision. Uh, and then after they had that procedure done, my eyesight came back 2020. So you got better eyesight than we do. Yeah, by a country <laughs> mile. <laughs> Corey, have great eyes. Corey's here with her reading glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ian's are on the table. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the next year or five, who knows, I'll probably be at that point myself. So. <laughs> because of your uh, serious work-related accident in which you uh, hurt your yourself and your head banged against a concrete floor, I, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Take us through what exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, basically, in 2004, I was offered a position to uh, manage an equipment rental store. I've been doing that since 1988. So I went back into work after coming back from my little holiday in Ottawa. Uh, and basically, I was just running the operation. I had to send people out to do some deliveries. So I was uh, in the store alone with some customers. I was carrying some boxes. And at that time, my, my limp on my left leg was getting severe and my toe just caught a rug and uh, I went down and uh, hit my shoulder off the counter and then banged my head off the concrete floor. Like I say, about a week or two, I was using a walker after that. So I basically just inflamed the MS or or caused the backed up blood to to stay in my skull a little longer and and, uh, ended up causing damage. Basically, the with CCSVI, they believe that iron forms with blood not being able to drain out of the brain uh, sufficiently. So I believe that's probably what happened to me. So, Are you in a wheelchair today? Yeah, I am in a wheelchair. Basically, about 2011, 2012, uh, I got bad enough so that I couldn't use my walker anymore and then went into the wheelchair. So I've been in the chair since... Yeah, I guess it's been about four or five years now. Dale, do you have any feeling at all in your legs? Yeah, fortunately, I do feel. Uh, sensation is there. I'm not sure if I have the same sensation as most people, but I can feel when somebody touches my foot, I can feel my legs fine now. Uh, again, that all came back after that CCSCR procedure, but also I believe the cannabis oil helps immensely in sensation, just uh, my overall feeling. I feel healthy. I feel good. I believe that all comes down to the oil myself, so. Tell us how you discovered cannabis oil. Uh, basically, I had heard or saw a program on television a long time ago about Rick Simpson. So I saw that. I was always intrigued by it, but then I went online and I started doing some research and I came across Rick Simpson's name. Fortunately for me, I came across Corey's name and uh, was able to, to get some information from Corey. So. Do you remember the first time you took it? Yes, I do. I, again, for me, um, as a teenager, I, I had always uh, been around marijuana. I, I had tried it. I know I knew what marijuana was all about. But the first time I took the uh, the oil, I was ready and prepared, and I had no real problem with it at all. It uh, it worked great, and I knew what I was I was looking out for. So. So after you started taking the oil, how soon did you notice that, you know, maybe this is working? Maybe I, I, Oh, I, I, sorry, I cut you off. Uh, I, I believe I knew pretty quickly. 
uh, I started doing a Herxheimer reaction, so I started getting really weak. Uh, but I knew the oil was working. It was fighting that infection off, and that lasted about three months. But I would, I, I think I started doing about a gram a day of oil, and I was eating that uh, every day. And within a week, I knew I was, I was on the road to healing. It was, it was a little worrisome because if I didn't know that I was going to be in for this Herxheimer reaction and experience all that weakness, I may have gotten scared and gotten off the oil thinking, oh, this is something that might be causing this. But I knew the oil was actually fighting off that infection and healing me. So I went through that three months and uh, got through the Herxheimer reaction, and, uh, and then basically it's just been smooth sailing ever since. Yeah, for people unfamiliar with the Herxheimer reaction, it's a detox of uh, your your body, and for some people that can be very uncomfortable, and yeah. some people don't experience it to the extent that others do. Corey, when you started taking oil, did you experience the Herxheimer reaction? No, not really, um, although often we will see with people um, – that they get worse before they get better. And I certainly got worse. I was hauled off to hospital, lights and sirens, levitating off the stretcher in pain several times. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh. But with the um, Herxheimer reaction, usually we see it about, you know, this isn't, you know, solid rule, but between two and five weeks. And it can be just mild kind of flu-like symptoms or where people think, oh, there's something wrong with this oil. You know, it's poison or something because now I'm feeling really awful and I feel nauseous and I've got diarrhea or headache and um, you can be quite emotional and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Often just uh, drinking more fluids and just being really kind to yourself helps, you know, and getting rest. Other times, if it's really intense, you have to kind of back off your dose that you're taking for a while. Um, particularly in uh, MS and Lyme's patients, we can we often see a really intense reaction and I am just so pleased that Dale was able to stick with it and go through it and come out the other side. Because, you know, the first time I talked to Dale, we had a great conversation, but your energy was really, really low, Dale. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, really, really low. And uh, you were kind of like monotone. You could tell you just didn't have a lot of energy and a lot of joy, although you weren't negative by any stretch of imagination. But you could certainly pick up that uh, you weren't having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it was before I started the oil. I was already weak, so the oil uh, just intensified my weakness. The thing I keep thinking to myself and saying is that when I was diagnosed in 1997, if I had come across the oil in 1997 and I had that CCSVI procedure in 97, I'm sure I'd still be walking today. I'm sure I'd still be as healthy as as the next person. Nobody would ever know that I had MS or Lyme disease, or whatever you want to call it. I really, truly believe that. But uh, you just have to get through those first couple of months of the Herxheimer, and, and since then, it's been, it's been great. I've uh, been very thankful that I've come across this. Well, it's a credit to you, Dale, for uh, being so persistent uh, during the detox, the Herxheimer reaction, because I'm sure a lot of people who uh, go through that would have felt, listen, I just can't do this. This is making me worse, and quit. But you stuck through it for three months, which is a considerable length of time. Yeah, usually it just lasts a week or two, so that was pretty intense. Yeah, it was. It was for sure. It, uh, again, I had great support. If I was by myself, I don't know if I would have. If I hadn't used marijuana as a, as a young man, I maybe would have been scared of it. But because I did, I knew what it was all about. 
I knew that this oil has been healing me and it's been only good for me. I knew to stick with it and stay on it. So it's uh, it's been great. I'll be honest with you. I, I would, don't know any other medicine that have, has been so positive, that's for sure. And I think for people listening who may be somewhat apprehensive about taking cannabis oil, marijuana, cannabis oil, cannabis has never killed anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ever. It's impossible ever. to die from an overdose of cannabis. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to take uh, 1,500 pounds of it within 15 minutes uh, to die, but the only way you can do that is if it falls in your head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> well, it's... it's it, sorry. I was just going to say, for me, I don't know anybody who has that much. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We're uh, going to interview a fellow also from Ontario who had MS. Uh, Dale, you'll be interested in this story. And, uh, Corey, do you recall that uh, the fellow was paralyzed from the neck down? Uh, yeah. He had to be fed. Uh, was Jack uh, was telling us? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had to be fed. So uh, he got on cannabis oil, and today he's playing in a band. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll be interviewing him in uh, early January. Yeah. I mean, it, that's absolutely remarkable. Yeah, it sure is. It's uh, absolutely wonderful. You know, and, and I'm still taking the oil to this day, and I'm going to continue for the rest of my life. So who knows how long it'll, uh, what or what will happen in the future. But, uh, you know, only good can come from it, as far as I can tell. So, Dale, how often do you take it? Uh, well, I took a drop just about an hour before we started speaking on the uh phone here and i usually will uh take a drop every night before bed and uh take maybe a drop during the day and i'll vaporize a couple times in the day i find it uh, relaxing i i do enjoy it so so you uh, you vape besides taking the oil as well yeah well i vape, i have myself a little vaporizer here that i take my uh my rick simpson oil with or i'll just eat it as well so yeah is it difficult for you where you live in ontario to obtain the product uh, it's not hard at all. I do believe the government has a, a law here in Canada where we, people with multiple sclerosis and other patients are, are able to grow their own at home. So it's, uh, it's been smooth sailing for me, that's for sure. It certainly is a puzzle as to why Canada has one of the highest MS rates in the world. There is a correlation between MS and Lyme's yeah. And are you sure you do not have Lyme disease? You know, I'll be honest with you, I've never been tested. But looking back over my life, it seems that I should have picked up a Lyme virus from a tick somewhere around my childhood or whatever versus actually being diagnosed with MS. Plus, as a patient, being in the system for this long, I don't even know if they even believe that MS is a real disease. Now, again, this is my own opinion. I wouldn't take that to the bank, but what is MS? They can never even tell us what MS truly is. They say it's an autoimmune disease. MS is what? I think it's something similar to Lyme. It seems to be more of an infection to me, mold infection or a Lyme uh, virus infection or or whatever it is. I, I think it's honestly a some type of virus versus just something that just started out of the blue for me. So, I think what happens is if the medical profession cannot determine an exact uh, cause of the specific disease, they put it under the umbrella of autoimmune disease. 
And yeah. it could be we interviewed uh, a woman f- from Washington State yesterday who had anal canal cancer, and she was very healthy in terms of what she did to keep herself healthy prior to her diagnosis. And yeah. she was indicating even though she did all of those things, the tests on her immune system showed that her immune system was somewhat weak. Did I get that right, Corey? You did, yes. Yeah. So she she had a weak immune system, and that's why she got cancer. Yeah. You may be in a similar position where no matter what you did, your immune system w- was weak. Therefore, you picked up what is described now as multiple sclerosis. So if you yeah. if you keep doing what you're doing, keep taking the cannabis oil and, and vaping, you may yeah. find over an extended period that you might be getting better and better. I'm hoping so, absolutely. You know, the more research that I do as well, I find out about uh, the endocannabinoid system in the human body. I start looking at cancer rates in human beings. And when you go back, uh, before government ended up eradicating hemp and and cannabis, you know, our, our, our farm animals would be eating these wild plants and passing the cannabinoids on to the human body. And I strongly believe that that's probably a reason why cancer rates were so low back then compared to nowadays. Uh, again, with the autoimmune diseases too, you know. I believe cannabinoids are definitely great for our human body, for sure. No, absolutely. And uh, I was interviewing a, a fellow, I did interview a fellow um, a couple of days ago from um, British Columbia, who is a doctor, a medical doctor, and also teaches at uh, or taught at the University of British Columbia. And he was researching Lyme disease, and he said that when the, you get bitten by a tick and the eggs go go into you, they remain dormant, but they have this protective covering over them. And I forget what the exact term is, but this protective covering is there to protect the eggs. And they have found through tests at New Haven University that as a result of uh, injecting cannabidiol into, yeah. the, into this, it breaks down that protective layer and actually kills it. So what what they're doing now is having further tests to see if the cannabidiol will kill the eggs. And if it kills the eggs, that is essentially what, uh, I guess, the medical profession would term a cure for Lyme disease. Yeah. You know, I yeah, I think this oil is the best antibiotic that a person can take. Uh, Yeah, I I don't really know how to explain it, but uh, I did go in for kidney surgery last April, and... uh, the doctors were kind of poking around and looking to see if I had any type of infection, and I have zero infection in me, you know. And other times, like the MS, uh, was it the MSRA virus or whatever, they're worried about in the hospitals. Uh, but because I'm on this cannabis oil, I have zero infection whatsoever. So, yeah, didn't you know. didn't you take a gram of oil before you went in for that surgery? Is that I think that's what you told me the other day. Sorry, Corey, what was that? Didn't you take a gram of oil before you went in for that surgery? Is that what you told me the other day? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was laying yeah. on the stretch in the waiting room, and I had my wife give me a gram of oil there before I went in for the operation, and it uh, came through smoothly. And Yeah, with no- and with no effect, infection or a lot of pain yeah. or anything like that. Yes. Great. A gram of oil. That's fantastic. That'll set you right up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did I started with, right? Like, so to start the uh, Rick Simpson protocol, at least you work yourself up to that gram, and then you start taking the gram a day 
to kill the Lyme virus and, or the help you with MS or whatever you believe it is. So as far as I can remember, reading the Rick Simpson protocol. So, Do the doctors know uh, that you're taking the cannabis oil? Uh, I do let people know that, yes, that I am on uh, cannabis oil. I, I'm not sure if they understand that, that this is my main medicine that I take. Now I take nothing else. I, I'm pretty sure they're mostly aware. I don't. I don't publicize it to a lot of people, but but I do let them know for sure. That's pretty amazing that you're able to just be on oil and no no pharmaceuticals with all the damage that comes with them and all the side effects. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I am very anti pharma right now. After a few years of the MS drugs and uh, seeing all the different things that are happening in our world right now with pharmaceuticals, I prefer to say it was something that God created. And I know that, uh, you know, God made it. It certainly works uh, for me. And anything that I've tried that's been man-made certainly hasn't. So I'll stick with this for sure. Dale, how has your family coped with your condition? Uh, I think they've been pretty good. Now that, uh, you know, it's been 20 years almost, you know, the first little bit was difficult on my parents. But they were okay with it. And, uh you know, fortunately for me, I was able to move on. I met a beautiful, wonderful wife, a wonderful woman, and she's been great. I have two wonderful children now. So overall, everybody's been good. And, you know, to be honest, I was diagnosed with MS before I met my wife. So it's always been part of, of something that we've uh, dealt with together. So Does she notice a difference in you with the oil? I believe she does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just have a, a more energetic, more spirit more just better outlook on life now that i've been on this so that's great yeah yeah you sound energetic Mm -hmm. i mean compared to Corey, what you were saying earlier now when you first talked to him he sounded it was pretty low energy pretty low energy yeah 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 it's pretty hard to wipe the smile off my face right now that's for sure (laughs) yeah that that's great well it'd be interesting do you talk to uh other ms patients about what your protocol is uh, yeah, I try and let other people know. Uh, again, I'm on Facebook, so I have about, uh, oh, I don't know, 450 or 500 MS friends on there. So I post information all the time about it and talk to others. And I see other people have tried it as well. Uh, I see others sometimes giving up on it a little bit quicker than they should or others having difficulties coming up with the uh, the money to be able to take this because, of course, our government's not helping in any way whatsoever or insurance companies or anything like that. So it gets difficult for some people, but uh, I do try and let people know and let them know the positive experiences I have for sure. How receptive are they to what you're doing? A lot of people that have used cannabis in their life, they're pretty receptive. Uh, There's others that uh, I get a lot of pushback from. Uh, Unfortunately, recently another MS patient has a daughter who ended up... uh, taking opioids for her pain and ended up getting into an addiction. And and I tried to explain to her that Rick Simpson oil can help her get off of that opioid if she gave it a chance. But again, she's a little bit uh, weary believing that cannabis led to that. And personally, I don't believe that whatsoever, but she believes that cannabis led her daughter into a, into a stronger... Oh, the drug. gateway drug. Yeah, uh, the gateway drug. Yeah, and yeah, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm 44 years old now, and I think the first time I used marijuana was when I was 17, and I never used anything ever between here and then and now. So 
there's no gateway for me. Mm-hmm. So. If you talk to, and Corey, you probably verify this, if you talk to 100 people about the use of cannabis, you're going to get probably uh, 80% might be receptive. The other 20% say, no way, I'm not yeah. taking that. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the same with taking cannabis oil by suppository as opposed to taking it orally. And there's yeah. some people that just say, I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah. okay, you can you can get high or you can die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, the, the lies that the government's been telling us for the past 80 or 90 years or whatever it's been, it's just, it seems to put a lot of fear in a lot of people, and people believe it, so... Yeah. Unfortunate. You know, I have a uh, one of the people, well, I actually have several police officers or ex-police officers on my page, but one of them said to me um, that he highly resents being lied to all these years about uh, cannabis and how he feels sick when he thinks about how many people that in his career he ended up putting in jail as a result of cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just recently there's a, a patient with Parkinson's who was an ex-cop his, uh, his video is all over Facebook. Oh, right yes, now. yeah, I've seen it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the fellow that, and he's shaking terribly, and then he takes it, and within within a minute, you see, you notice. Yeah, within a few minutes. Become, yeah, that's remarkable. He's not lunch yet. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely remarkable. Dale, it was good of you to tell your story, and uh, we hope you continue with the cannabis oil, and you get out of the wheelchair, and life returns to normal for you. I hope so. I owe Corey a dance, I say so. Someday. <laughs> a dance and and a glass of wine to go with it. Sorry, Corey. For some reason, you a little bit there. I just said I need a glass of wine to go with that dance. Okay, absolutely. No problem at all. <laughs> That's right. Open the bottle. <laughs> Dale, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to be with us and uh, share your experience and uh, you know give some other people out there some hope. Uh, wonderful. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dale. That's it for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you would like to help us in our mission to help others by spreading the word about the medical benefits of cannabis, go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and hit the Donate button and donate either one-time donation or, if you feel inclined, a monthly donation, which we would greatly appreciate. It. And wherever you are in the world, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Cannabis Health Radio. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.